0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, August 6th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created, along with weather data, in order to make one side pick and one total pick, on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on and explain what the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variance will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, and it's an impossible reality for any gambler. Another profitable day for us yesterday, money line picks continue to roll. Totals are about break-even. Uh, back-to-back days now, three of the 4A picks hitting – uh always just hope to keep that rolling like I said it's been a, a fun ride here as of late, I feel like the model seen the ball well you know and uh you know the hope is just to keep that going got a lot of games today so a lot of good opportunities uh to profit here on the board but before we get to those games and reminders please hit that like button if you're on YouTube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. Share with the friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. We've also partnered with horse racing today. If you like to gamble on the horses, they've got a team of five with over 125 years of find experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or website. The links are in the description we'll get right to it today we've got a 110 Eastern first pitch in New York game one of a doubleheader between the Braves and the Mets it'll be a warm one upper 80s and the wind's blowing out at about 10 miles an hour it's going to create a fairly friendly hitter environment in a fairly pitcher friendly ballpark so kind of a tale of two things here happening in this one I give the bats a little bit more of a boost overcome that pitcher-friendly park there at City And two pitchers that are a little bit above average, according to the model, and Jake Odorisi and David Peterson. Neither one of them uh, have underlying metrics that quite support those ERAs, Uh, but Peterson's only off by about a quarter of a run. Uh, Odorisi's maybe more about a third of a run. Both these guys, again, a little bit above average, solid pitchers here. Against the above-average offenses, I mean, this should be a fantastic game. Like I said, really interesting to see what happens with regard to the number of runs, because when you take the pitchers, the good relievers – and pitcher friendly ballpark part of you wants to say this game might be real low scoring but then when you consider upper 80 degree temperatures and a wind blowing out pretty consistently around 10 miles an hour uh, you have to like the over so kind of again a tale of uh you know two sides of that coin there i'll take a chance with the over eight and a half because it's at plus odds plus 108 it's not one i really like though my main play here is on the Mets at minus 116 it's a b grade pick for me Model says it should be Mets minus 122. As long as you're getting a one-teens number, I think it's a solid investment on the Mets. Again, we talk about these two pitchers are mostly a wash. Braves, a small edge with regards to the relievers. But again, I think the Mets have an offensive advantage here in this one and the game being at home. I think the Mets' small favorites make a lot of sense. They didn't get it done for us last night. They did get it done for us on Thursday so far, but I think here they are a solid investment again at this price. B grade play for me on the Mets. Not enough value to give it an A, but I think it's a good way to start off our day. 220 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Cubs. A hot one today in Wrigley. We're going to start off in the upper 80s and we're going to close in the low 90s. Wednesday blowing across, so that could affect things with regards to a high pop fly, especially as that wind gusts around there in Wrigley, but it's not going to help or hurt the hitters. Pablo Lopez versus Drew Smiley, a pretty big pitching advantage here for the Marlins. Pablo Lopez, a very good pitcher, not in that upper tier, of course, but at 341 ERA is supported by the underlying metrics, and a guy that I've liked backing all year, this year, all year, last year. Very under the radar, very good pitcher here for the Marlins. The problem, of course, with the Marlins is all they have is starting pitching. We saw that yesterday, five great innings by Cabrera in his first start in a while. And, and the offense had tons of chances and could only get across one run, one swing of the bat, gets a Cubs a 2-1 victory yesterday. So uh, pretty big here for the Marlins starting pitcher-wise, but, again, the rest of that team is just so pathetic. Uh, relievers, again, talked about kind of disappointing this season. Thought they had enough depth to have a, a solid relief core. That's turned out not really to be accurate. The bats, of course, still lost without Chisholm in the lineup benefit for the Marlins. They are really right-handed heavy, so they will benefit facing a lefty in Smiley. A lefty in Smiley who is a little below league average, that 442, pretty accurate with regards to what the advanced metrics say. I'll take the Marlins here at minus 105. The model says it should be minus 110. It's only a C-grade pick, though. It's hard to be that confident in the Marlins doing anything competent. And as much as, like I said, I think their offense gets a boost given that they're so right-handed heavy facing a lefty. As much as I like Pablo, laying odds with the Marlins on the road just seems really scary so it's not really a pick that I like that much but I do think there's a little value in it it might be worth a flyer here for you in the afternoon the Marlins but I like this over eight it's a B grade pick it's a B plus pick it's not my favorite over of the board I have several other overs that I like a lot more than this one doesn't get to an A grade because that Marlins offense is a little bit scary and that Cubs offense is also below average but given how bad these sets of relievers are, given that Smiley's below average, and given the fact that we're talking about 90-degree weather and the ball flying out of Wrigley, model says the total should be nine. Now, again, nine seems a little bit hard to imagine as with the total he would set at, is in nine being the median total if you were to play this game 100 times, of course, not the average, given that it's a right skewed distribution, but nine being the median probably does seem a little bit high with these two offenses, personally, so I think the model might be a little bit high there, but, I mean, if you were to tell me that the... The total here should be eight and a half. Uh, I think that makes a lot more sense. I think we've got a little bit of a gift here at eight, given that we have that push protection. Again, these offenses are scary. It's a little hard to get yesterday's game out of our heads. It's a little hard to get all these Marlins games where they score one or two runs out of your head. But this is some of the most hitter friendly weather that the Marlins have played in in this past month, given all the games they've played at home and in not extremely hot conditions. So this is the Marlins opportunity to go over here I it's a B grade over like I said I think this total should be eight and a half so at eight especially as long as you're not having to pay too much juice I think it's a pretty solid investment just couldn't quite get there to an A pick knowing that both these offenses are below average 14 Eastern first pitch Angels at the Mariners it'll be a little bit warmer there at Safeco Field or uh, T-Mobile Park I guess is is what it's called now I think um, a little bit warmer here in game one. Got the B grade winner with the Angels last night, though they did give us a little bit of a scare. And the only game that I can recall in a long time where it seemed like the Mariners were overvalued. And, you know, it doesn't actually happen this way, but it feels a little bit like yesterday's game was priced as oh my gosh, the Mariners are so amazing. Oh my gosh, the Angels hit seven home runs and lost let's really skew this towards the Mariners and then the Angels win and now it's like oh yeah like the Angels are actually not bad and the Mariners are still bad or something like we reverted back to the way prices we had you know a week ago it's not actually happened but it feels that way a little bit uh all of a sudden today's price seems a little bit short it's kind of confusing to me model says this game should be minus 166. I've got a B grade pick on the Mariners at 155. I just feel like this number should be at least a dime higher Chris Flexen versus Jaime Berea. Barilla. Berea is a guy who doesn't project to go deep. He does have a decent ERA, but the underlying metrics say he's no better than league average. This feels like a true bullpen-type game for the Angels. Berea might give you, you know, four innings or so, but it's not going to be necessarily anything better than what the rest of the relievers offer. Going for game one, a bullpen-ish type game, unless Berea comes out there and gives them six innings, which is possible but not likely, this really sets up for a bad spot here for the Angels uh, having to play two games today with a fairly below average set of relievers. Chris Flexen isn't a pitch, pitcher that I love. He's a little bit below average, but I think Flexen you know, knows how to pitch fairly well in that park. He has a 3.73 ERA. It's deflated because of pitching in a pitcher-friendly ballpark, but that's where he is today, and this Angels offense is below average. I'd rather have him going than Berea and whatever comes after him. So, I still think a slight edge here for the Mariners starting pitching wise, a massive edge with regards to the bullpen, and of course, a pretty good edge with the, regards to the offense, given that the Angels are down to two hitters and then a bunch of more or less kind of triple A or quadruple A type players. Again, I think this price should be a lot higher than it is. So, it's a B pick for me, the Mariners at 155. Not enough value to give it an A pick, but I think the Mariners are a solid investment here in game one and I love this over it's one of my favorite overs of the day at seven and a half it is juiced at minus 120 but it still gets an A grade for me as the model says it should be 8.3 I just don't trust the Angels to have nine good innings here and I expect them to give up several many runs to the Mariners and Flexen isn't good enough I think to hold this Angels offense to to, to zero right you know George Kirby's going in game two that's maybe more on the table here <laughs> for uh you know for the angels to score none but Flexen, i think again better than berea and better than what the angels will offer the angels should be able to get a couple of runs here i think the Mariners score five or six themselves i love this over again the model here thinks 8.3 i'm really surprised it isn't eight especially again given that it's a little bit warmer they do have a roof there in seattle but it's not a situation where they're likely going to close it because it's more for preventing cold weather and rain than anything else so um a little bit extra warmth not a ton it's not going to be 100 degrees there but temperatures <clears throat> more in the 80s Ball's is going to carry in the day there i think there should be a lot of runs i think the mariners put up plenty of runs here win this game fairly handily b great pick from the other mariners a great pick from in the over i think there's a lot of good money-making opportunities here in game one out in seattle 5.05 Eastern, first pitch, Pirates at the Orioles. Orioles got us a winner yesterday in a one to nothing game where it seemed like there were a lot of runners always on base, but nobody was actually able to score. It'll be fairly warm in Baltimore here. It'll be upper 80s to start, low 80s to close. There is some rain in the area, so something to keep an eye on, but given that they're starting this a little bit earlier in the day, decent chance that this game gets played and we get nine innings. Might have a little bit of a delay, though, so just to keep an eye on. Winds be blowing out around 10 miles an hour the entire night. So fairly hitter-friendly weather, and that's why I've got a B pick on this over 8.5. I know we played a one nothing game last night, but the weather, again, friendly to the hitters, wind blowing out warmer day, sets up for runs. Model thinks the total here should be 9.6. Now, again, I think that seems a little bit high. JT Brubaker versus Austin Vol. I don't think either one of these pitchers – um, maybe is as bad as the model thinks. The model gives Brewbreaker a pretty average rating. He does have a 440 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the threes. And Austin Voth is a pitcher who gets dinged a lot because he's not projected to go very deep. But that, that Orioles bullpen is pretty solid. And while he does have a 5.5 ERA, the underlying metrics there say it should also be in the threes. So I think this the model saying 9.6. I think it's a little high, but I do think it should at least be nine. Given that we've got warm weather and the wind blowing out, you've got a pirates bullpen that's fairly terrible, and you've got, uh, you know, a, a, a pitcher in the Orioles. That again, I don't think he's quite as bad as the model thinks, but I still think he's below average. So I think the Pirates have a chance to score, you know, three or four runs in this game pretty easily. I think the Orioles score three or four runs pretty easily, and at that point, if we end up in that four to four game late you know, we for sure get to nine and get that over. I think there's a lot of ways this game goes over eight and a half. Again, I think the total should be nine. And if it's at nine, they kind of dare you to go over and take the weather or they dare you to go under and say, in spite of the weather, um, you know, both of these teams have below average offenses. So nine seems like the right total to hang here. So I like over eight and a half. It's a B grade pick. I think it's the best investment on the game because I think the side's priced really well. Model says it should be Orioles minus 127. So I don't think the Orioles are a good investment, but I'm scared to take the Pirates. This team just isn't that good. So I'll take them at plus 138. To me, it's Pirates or pass. But like I said, I think they've priced it really well because they're daring you to take the Pirates. And it's a dare that I'm not excited to take personally. So again, mathematically, the model would say this is a C, maybe even a B pick on the Pirates. But the Orioles are just a much better team. And at home, I'm just not excited about these odds. So again, the model thinks some value in the Pirates. Personally, though, again, I think they've priced it fairly well. Cause again, I think they're daring you to take the Pirates here or lay a giant price in the Orioles. I wouldn't fall for the trap. I wouldn't take the Orioles at those big numbers. If you don't like the Pirates, I'm totally in agree. I'm in agreement with you. And I would just pass on the side personally. But again, Model thinks at plus 138, that there is a little bit of value here on these plus odds. Like I said, I'm just not that excited about taking a bad Pirates team on the road without getting better odds than this. So only a Seagree pick from the Pirates. But I think we can get to nine runs getting us over there in Baltimore. 605 Eastern, first pitch. Nats at the Phillies, a warm one there in Philadelphia. Similar weather to what we have in Baltimore. Again, just down the road, really. Upper 80s to start, low 80s to close, some chance of rain there when blowing out at almost 10 miles an hour, just a bit under it pretty consistently in this one. Patrick Corbin versus Ranger Suarez. Corbin, the pitcher, again, I'll say it every time he pitches, not as bad as that 6.5 ERA, but still below average. Underline metrics say it should be in the mid-fours. Not a guy you have a lot of faith in, and a guy who you could at least used to say could get you a lot of innings, but he's had a handful of starts where he's really struggled early In games this season so again not a guy you have a lot of faith in against ranger suarez who i kind of continue to talk about continues to look better each time out he's starting to recapture some of that magic he had last year after a slow start to this season it's a 91 grade in the model and again that continues to get improved by about a point or so every game it seems like era at 360 underlying metrics say that's fairly accurate maybe a tiny bit higher um, is what it should be but not by much So, pretty big starting pitcher edge here for the Phillies, of course, a huge edge with the relievers. The Nats relievers aren't good. The Phillies relievers are pretty solid outside of a really rocky first month or so. Massive edge offensively to the Phillies. I'll take the Phillies again, laying a big number. We've been backing the Phillies a lot lately. Again, I think they're pretty undervalued. They've been a big money maker for us. Been fading the Nats a lot lately, all season really. Been a big money maker for us. Today's price is just a little high though, so it's not one that I think is worth a heavy investment if you want to back the Phillies if you want to put the Phillies in your parlays I don't think that's a terrible idea it's just not like a great money making you know idea in my opinion because we're talking about a situation where the model says it should be Phillies mine is 240 or having to like 247 so it's just not great as long as you're around that 240 maybe up to 250 mark I don't think it's a crazy play on the Phillies but it's quite a premium it's a premium that might be worth paying up to 250 but if you're looking at 260 270 275 numbers like that, I just don't think it's worth the investment. I think there's better uses of your money. The Nationals can win. Weird things happen in baseball, so it's one where I just don't think it's worth a heavy investment on the Phillies as opposed to some of the last couple of nights here where we've been more invested on this Phillies team at home against the bad Nats team. It's just the price, I think, is fairly high today. So we'll back to Phillies, but only with a C-grade pick. Instead, I'll focus my energies on this game on the over 9. It's minus 106, which is nice that we're better than minus 110. It's a B-grade pick. The model says the total should be 9.1. I think there's a decent chance that we push this one, but I think it's more likely that it goes over 9 than under. So, of course, there's always that push possibility. If we push, it's not the end of the world. But I think over is more likely than under, and I like the minus 106. Corbin's a guy who can blow up pretty easily on us and give up a lot of runs, and if so, that's going to set us up for success. Again, you've got a fairly warm day, winds blowing out. I'll trust that the weather is going to get us to some of these overs, maybe not all of them, but there's enough good hitting weather today that I feel like over is more likely to hit than under in a lot of these situations. A situation where I'm taking the under is the six ten Eastern start time. For the Astros and Guardians, it's still fairly warm in Cleveland, mid-80s to start, but it'll be low 80s to finish, and there's not really much of a wind effect as the wind will stay under five miles an hour, so still slightly hitter-friendly weather, but much less so than around other places in the country. Luis Garcia versus Cal Quantrill. Quantrill's a pitcher who the underlying metrics don't really like, but he seems to have solid results. His ERA is 408. The underlying metrics say it should be about a half run higher. He gets a slightly below average rating in the model. I think maybe that's a little bit unfriendly. I think he's probably closer to average than the model thinks. Against the pitcher, Luis Garcia, 381 ERA, advanced metrics say that's fairly accurate. And a good pitcher here for the Astros, rating of 92. So starting pitcher edge for the Astros. Bullpens, though, are probably fairly equivalent. Offensively, the Astros have an edge. But I just don't think this price is justified on the Astros. We laid... A fairly decent price yesterday with them and got a winner. Thought the price was too high to be that excited about, but thought that was the right side. Today, though, I I don't think that's the case. I've got an A pick on the Guardians here at plus 140. As the model thinks it should be Astros minus 112. Says the Astros are more likely to win this than not, but going on the road without huge edges anywhere, just a, a solid edge on offense and a solid edge on the starting pitcher, but not big enough to warrant a price like minus 152. It's Guardians or pass. At plus 140, I think there's just way too much value to ignore here on the Guardians. It's an A grade play. I think the Guardians got a decent chance to win this. It's a coin tossy type game here tonight in Cleveland. Doesn't mean the Guardians win, but a coin toss type game at plus 140 is just incredible value and something that I feel like is worth an investment and then again I've got the under nine here at minus 125. it's a B grade pick model says 8.8 again I think nine is fairly likely but this is a situation where I think the under is more likely than over Asher's been scoring a lot of runs lately but they're not going to put up these you know sixes and, and nines and things like this every single night I think this is one where nine again your most likely outcome but I think eight's more likely than ten And so I think under is the way to look here. We are having to pay a little bit of a premium here. If it drops to 8.5, I think that's probably where the number should be. So if you're eyeing an 8.5, unless you've got some really favorable plus odds one way or the other, it doesn't seem like it's a great investment. But at 9, having that push protection, I'm fine laying a bit of a premium here. And I think under is the way to look. I see this being a lower scoring game, something more like a 3-2 to type game. And again, I'm not really sure who wins. Maybe slightly more likely that it's the Astros. But a plus 140, I'll take my chances with the Guardians. 610 Eastern, first pitch raise at the Tigers. Got us that A-grade winner on the under yesterday. Almost got us massive plus odds with the B pick on the Tigers yesterday. That was a frustrating finish there. Tigers had the lead for most of the game. at plus 175, I feel like that's a solid investment. And that's what happens when you take underdogs. You're just kind of hoping for a close game with these big plus odds, and maybe they pull it out. It worked with the Angels. It didn't work with the Tigers. So, you know, when you take combined, it's a profitable venture, of course. Tigers almost had it there and just couldn't quite do it. Um, That's kind of what happens with Detroit sports, I guess. Uh, Today, they have a really tall task ahead of them facing Shane McClanahan. They'll throw Garrett Hill. Against them, and this is a massive mismatch here, strutting pitcher-wise. McClanahan is a top-five pitcher in baseball, 207 ERA. The underlying metrics say it should be in the mid to low twos. I mean, there's just not as enough good things to say about McClanahan. He is fantastic. Might give up a couple runs, but he's fairly consistently not going to give up something like five runs, especially to this Tigers team. Garrett Hill, on the other hand, only thrown 26 innings this year, but it hasn't been pretty. A 5.88 ERA in the underlying metrics say that's fairly accurate. Projects to be a little bit better than that, but not by much. Not a guy who's going to go deep. get a massive edge starting pitcher-wise here for the Rays. Massive edge on offense, as bad as that Tiger's offense is. Not about how good the Rays' offense is. It's fairly average. It's that Tiger's offense is terrible. Both relievers are above average, though. And I'm going back to the well here with another A grade under at 7.5. Even with the juice of minus 120 model says seven. I tend to agree. I'd still probably play under seven in this one. I'm not sure the Tigers can score that many runs off McClanahan, maybe one max two. Maybe they get one off the bullpen, but they're not going to put up that many runs. And this Rays offense just isn't good enough in my opinion to get to this over by themselves. Like I said, I'd probably still play under seven. I wouldn't like it as much. But under seven and a half, I think, is a gift. I think seven's a very likely outcome. It feels like the Rays probably win this game, something like a four to three or five to two, maybe four to two, uh, something along those lines. And it could also even be lower scoring than that. It, nobody would be shocked if the Tigers got shut out in this game. I love this under A grade play for me. But it, just like last night, I think it's Tigers or past. The Rays probably win, but the price is just isn't worth it, in my opinion. Having to lay a price more than two fifty on Tampa on the road, In a sport as wonky as baseball, with as mediocre of an offense as the Rays have, and as average to good, even though they let us down last night, bullpen as the Tigers have, it's just not a spot to lay a price like minus 260 and stay away from the Tigers. I mean, from the Rays. Um, Like I said, if you want to pass on the side and just say it's too expensive, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'll take a flyer on the Tigers at plus 230. As again, I don't think they win this game, but if they play this game a hundred times, the Tigers win a handful of them, and I think it makes plus two thirty a little bit enticing. Not enough enticing for me to put a second unit on it. Again, if we win it, we win over two units right there. So it's I don't need I don't need to make this a B grade pick. to put that extra unit on it. But I think plus 230 is a little bit enticing. If you say you just can't back the Tigers, I don't blame you. Again, my main thing here is I just don't like backing the Rays at prices like minus 260. It just seems way too expensive. Instead, I think focus your money somewhere else. And or if you're playing this game, again, I love this under. Might be my favorite under of the day. Just like yesterday, I think it's low scoring. And I think we can get us a total winner there. To the 705 eastern set of games white Sox at the rangers michael kopech versus dane dunning kopech is a pitcher who i'm constantly talking about fading he does have a 312 era but the underlying metrics say it should be a full run and a half higher it's a lot of smoke and mirrors for him i want to be against him one way or the other whether it's taking the rangers or taking the over I just don't think he can continue with these really great results. I think it's a mirage. I think people are assuming that he is better than he is based off of the results, but those results I don't think are predictive of how he'll perform for the rest of the season. The model thinks he's a below-average starting pitcher versus Dane Dunning, who has a 4.30 ERA underlying metric. Say so that's fairly accurate. Can give you a few extra innings than Kopech on the on you know on aggregate. Model has him as an average pitcher, so an edge to the Rangers starting pitcher-wise. Offensively, it's probably a wash. The big strength the White Sox have more so comes if the Rangers throw a left-handed reliever. You hope that they're smart enough not to do that. White Sox have an edge with relievers, but that's the only edge they have in this game. I think the wrong team is favored. It's an A-grade pick from the Rangers at plus 104. Model says it should be Rangers minus 112. Again, I can't see how the White Sox are favored here. The only way is if you think that Kopech is that much of a better pitcher than Dunning. And again, the ERA would indicate that, but ERA is not predictive. All the underlying metrics, all the projections say that Dunning is actually the better pitcher here. So I'm trusting that and saying that given that the Rangers have an edge with regards to the starting pitcher, the offenses are a wash. Game's in Arlington. The Rangers should be favored. I love plus money here. A great pick for me on the Rangers. And with regards to the total, I'll take a chance with the over eight. Model says it should be eight and a half, but this Rangers team, I don't understand them. I, (laughs) you know, the relievers are are not good and their offense is very average, but very hot and cold for a long stretch there. I kept saying, ah, these right. This Rangers team should go under. They should go under. They should go under. And they were just going over every single night. It seemed like we kept getting burned off of them. And then the models kind of just like, okay, maybe they're going to score some runs. And then now they're going more under again. It's just such a hot and cold offense. Again, model says over. Model would make this a B great pick. So something to consider there. I just personally feel clueless with regards to totals in these Ranger games. Lately, they seem to be a little bit more of an under variety type team. So it's just not one I have a lot of faith in, especially having a lay price at minus 116 just doesn't excite me. So it's only a C-grade pick for me. Model, again, would go B-grade, but like I said, this, this Ranger team just, I don't really know what to make of them with regards to how many runs they, they're going to score. They seem to be competitive and hang in a lot of these games, and I think that's kind of the recipe for tonight, too. They can hang in. It's just harder to say if they're going to hang into a 2-2 game or a 4-4 game. Obviously, the latter gets you to the over, but the former would probably need some extra innings help to do so. Same start start time here in Oakland. Giants at the A's. It'll be low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. Winds will be blowing out pretty consistently, about 10 miles an hour the entire day there. Since it is a late afternoon game in Oakland, I'm expecting a few more runs than general in this park as the sun will be out for the whole game. Again, when the sun goes down, that's typically when the wind dies down and... um, you know, temperature cools down a lot more, makes it really pitcher friendly Instead, I think it's just going to be a moderately pitcher friendly environment there in Oakland. Still, again, a massive ballpark. Tons of foul territory, get extra, some extra pot fly foul outs. But I think it's going to be a little bit more hitter-friendly than usual. Ball tends to carry a little bit better there in the day. And again, it's going to be a 5 o'clock local time start. So I'll take the over 7.5. I like that it's even money. It's a B-grade pick. Can't be overly confident going over in a game with Carlos Rodon, knowing how good he is, and knowing how pitcher-friendly that park tends to play in general. But again, I think it sets up to be a fairly higher-scoring game relatively speaking relative to how that park normally plays i think the giants can score some runs off of all or i think that the over makes a lot of sense especially at even money b grade pick for me on the over model says it should be closer to eight than closer to seven and given where this juice is the books tend to believe closer to seven i think that's wrong i'm going over here with the b grade pick but with regards to the side i think it's priced Pretty accurately. Model says Giants minus 208. So right now it would offer no value on either side. I'll take a flyer on the Giants minus 218 out of principle because the fact that this might be one of the bigger starting pitcher discrepancies it's possible to see here with Redone versus Aller. Again, the underlying metrics think Redone should actually be better than his three ERA. Aller has a 768 ERA in 38 innings, and the underlying metrics say it should be one run better, which is still terrible if you don't want to do that math yourself again one of the worst turning pitchers here in all are the Giants offense above average I think they score plenty of runs here feels like the Giants cruise to some sort of seven to one type of victory Giants might have to get all eight runs by themselves but I think that's on the table against this A's team here this uh this evening game two new york for the braves at the mets it's going to be a little bit cooler than game one we're going to be more in the low 80s for this one the winds will still be blowing out but we have a massive uh pitchers duel here in max Fried versus max scherzer max pitching in this one it should be a doozy one you probably want to tune into again a little bit friendly hitter conditions not quite as much as game one but these two pitchers are just fantastic. Two of the better ones in my database. Both of them have ERAs in the twos. Both of them say have underlying metrics that say their ERAs should be in the upper twos. Not enough good things you can say about either one of these guys. The offense is going to have a hard time in this one. Part of the reason kind of why I leaned a little bit under in that first game, even though the weather is so hitter friendly, is that the teams kind of know they can use all their bullets in the bullpen knowing that in game two, you've got guys who can go really deep, both guys who can go eight innings, potentially even nine. And so it's obviously you don't expect that, but I mean, it's on the table for both these guys, how good they are. So uh, teams, these two teams probably feel a little bit more comfortable than usual in a doubleheader or using up any relievers they feel like in game one, just knowing how comfortable they're going to be with their starting pitchers in game two model says this total should be 6.4 I agree I think it should be six and a half and as a rule anytime I think the total should be six and a half but you're giving me seven I love it it's an A grade under even at minus 124 the total was six and a half I probably would still go under but unless you're getting some plus odds the confidence level drops a lot probably to a C at that point just because I love this push protection at seven I just think that this one's a really high likelihood we either win or push and I'm happy with either one of those options obviously rather win than push but pushing isn't bad especially in this long-term sport like baseball really just trying to avoid losses here with our bigger investments and this one seems a lot harder to lose um, given that they're giving us this number at seven I think it should be six and a half I love this under And I think the side's priced fairly well. I'll take a chance on the Braves at plus 117. Biggest note here is that the Mets offense takes a bit of a hit here against lefties as they have a lot of left-handed hit and switch hitters on their team. Model says it should be priced at 117, so at these plus odds. I think the Braves are worth a flyer, but again, it's really a coin tossy type game with two great pitchers, two fairly balanced uh, offenses in this one. I don't think the Mets have the, an offensive edge like they do in game one, given that they'll be going against a righty. So I'll take a chance on plus odds. But again, it's not something to get excited about. The main thing here is root for a quick, low-scoring game. I think we can stay under seven. I'm not going to say worst-case scenario, because obviously any play can lose. But um, a lot of ways we win, and a handful of ways we push, only a few ways we lose this under seven, in my opinion. Still at 710 Eastern, fresh pitch. Red Sox at the Royals. Got us our A grade winner on the over yesterday. And going back to the well, same play today, over nine A grade, even with some juice. The model says this should be 9.9. I'm shocked this total isn't at nine and a half. Again, I would make it 10 and dare you to go over 10. It's massive hitting weather here. Wind's going to be blowing out to left field for most of this game. By the end of the game, it might shift a little bit across, but we're still going to be getting mostly an outwind For the totality of this one at 10 miles an hour maybe even up towards 15 at times it's going to be in the mid 90s to start still 90 degrees at close in a hitter friendly ballpark in kauffman stadium this total at nine makes no sense massive overplay here great hitter weather great hitters park i expect a lot of runs in this one love this over nine With regards to the side, I think it's priced fairly well. Model says Red Sox minus 130. I'll take the Royals at plus 128, only with a lean, not one that I really like here. Not big enough plus odds to get excited about. I think it's priced fairly well. Nathan Eovaldi versus Daniel Lynch. Eovaldi, 411 ERA. Advanced metrics a little bit better than that, but not by too much. Good pitcher, not Great. Had been struggling, had a good outing last time against the Astros. You know, he'll have an edge against a Royals offense that's subpar, but again, in these conditions, you still expect him to give up some runs. Daniel Lynch, a 470 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours. On the slightly below average side, same sort of thing – uh with him you know it's not so much that I I dislike Lynch I just think he's an average pitcher an average pitcher against an offense that's above average here with the Red Sox still with Devers and Martinez and these conditions he ought to give up some runs expect a lot of runs I don't really know who wins I'll take a chance with the plus odds here on the Royals but not enough to work to be worthy of a second unit main play here over nine I love that one just like last night I think we have a lot of runs 17 Eastern, first pitch, Blue Jays at the Twins. Back-to-back A-grade plays on the Twins at plus odds. Lost the first one, won the second one. So on aggregate, we are up on those two plays. And it's the same play for me here tonight. Plus 115 odds, A-grade play on the Twins. I just think this Blue Jays team's a little bit overrated. I don't really know why the adjustment hasn't been made, other than there's a ton of people out there who just love this Blue Jays team. And like I said yesterday, they're fun. They're young. They're exciting to watch. I like rooting for them in general. But they've been a team that, if you've been backing the Blue Jays most of the year, you're down a decent amount of money. if you just kind of blind faded them, you're probably up money. They haven't been a profitable team to back. The prices have been inflated. I think this price is inflated on them as well, just like it has been the last... A couple of nights. I think it's a game where the wrong team is favored. I think the Twins should be favored in this game. So plus odds, I love it. A-grade pick on the Twins. I don't really like Dylan Bundy that much, but I don't really think he's any worse than Mitch White. Both these guys, I think, are below average. Uh, Mitch White, 370 ERA, advanced metrics say it should be in the low fours. Dylan Bundy, 504 ERA, advanced metrics say it should be in the low fours. Bundy's projection is a little bit worse rate step wise but he projects to go about an extra inning on average that kind of balances out relievers. I still like the Twins relievers better. And again, the biggest edge that the Blue Jays have on offense is when they face a left-handed pitcher facing a righty today. I think this Twins offense is pretty comparable. So I think... You've got starting pitching that's pretty balanced. You've got offenses that are pretty balanced. Twins have a slight edge with the relievers. And that Minnesota, I don't understand why the Twins aren't favored in this game. Again, this Blue Jays offense is good, but this Twins offense is also good. And overall, I would have the Blue Jays offense better. But again, that's mainly – I'd have them a lot better against lefties and against righties. Again, I think it's a wash. I I don't quite understand why these are are priced the way they are. Plus odds in the Twins, I think makes way too much sense to pass up. A-grade play for me there. And I like this over nine. It's a B-grade pick for me. It's not going to be as hot as it is around the country. We're talking about mid-70s, and the winds will only be blowing across. But you have two below-average starting pitchers and two pretty good offenses. The offenses can take advantage. It's not an over based off the weather. It's just an over based off of – I don't think these pitchers can hold down these offenses. I expect a lot of runs. I expect the Twins, I expect the Blue Jays to score, I expect the Twins to score more. You know, Twins might win something like last night a 5 to 4 range uh, I mean excuse be me, 6 6 to 5 range could be 5 to 4. I, I think it, it's it's a tight game. But I think the edge goes to the Twins. Like I said, I love the plus odds. I think there's a lot of runs in it. So B grade pick for me on the over 9. Model says it should be 9.4. There is a lot of rain in the area. There's a hope that it clears out in the afternoon and stays dry at night. That's kind of 50-50, something to keep an eye on here. Um, if it can at least clear through, then there's a good chance this game gets nine uninterrupted. If it stays a little bit more north, this game might not happen. So something to keep an eye on there weather-wise, especially if we get closer and we have a better idea of what will happen. Seven fifteen Eastern, first pitch, Reds at the Brewers. Nick Lodolo versus Aaron Ashby. Lodolo, 423 ERA, underline metrics say it should be more in the mid threes as he gets an above average rating. I like Lodolo. I think he's a very solid pitcher. Aaron Ashby, similar story. ERA in the low fours, but underline metrics say it should be in the mid threes. I like both of these guys. Both of them are better than average. I think the Brewers are the side here, though, just like last night. Faded the Brewers earlier in the week. That worked. Backed the Brewers last night. And I'm backing them here again tonight. I don't think the price is too steep. As much as I like Ladolo, I think that Ashby is just as good. And if you cancel out the starting pitchers, again, as much up and down as that Brewers offense is, it's still better than the Reds offense, especially now that they've traded away Drury and Pham, who are two of their better, two of their top three, uh, top three or four hitters, uh, relievers. As weird as that was with the Brewers with the whole hater thing, and maybe they did it partially because they added Rosenthal, which not sure I'm buying at all they um, still have an above average set of relievers Reds don't so again starting pitchers are a wash but game in Milwaukee massive edge hitting massive edge with relievers I think this price is fair at minus 173 to lay those two units on for a B grade pick Model says it should be minus 177 I'm comfortable as long as it's a 170 giving this a B grade if it gets to 180 or higher that drops to a lean is I don't like paying those extra uh, those extra few cents there. But in the minus 170s it's a bigger pick on the brewers i think to the right side again i like lodolo but i think ashby can match him and then beyond that everything is a massive edge to the brewers not a game i'd lay a price like minus 200 on but at minus 173 i think it's a solid investment the model says the total should be eight on the dot so i'll take over eight at minus 103 with just a lean it's not what i like i think eight's a pretty reasonable outcome and I'll take a chance because it's minus 103 odds with the over, but I think this total is priced fairly well. We're getting a little bit of an edge on the juice here, but not that much as it's not a total market that I think offers a ton of value here, especially you know, those extra three outs that I don't expect the Brewers to have in the bottom of the ninth kind of matter. And this Reds offense is just taking a big hit. Gone are the days where we really had the Reds you know, able to score four or five runs a game. It's just not the same offense. And so it's a little bit harder to get to an over with them versus earlier in the season when they were one of the few teams that was consistently going over when everybody else was going under. Same start start time here, 7.15 Eastern. Yankees at the Cardinals. It'll be a warm one here in St. Louis, low 90s to start, mid-80s to close. Winds will be blowing out or across. Maybe a slight help to the hitters, but it might be more across than out, so it's hard to say there. Five to ten miles an hour, so could help the hitters a little bit. Main thing is with the heat, this ball is going to fly. Got us an under yesterday in this game and got us the underdog winner with the Cardinals. Um, today, though, I'm flipping to the over. Over eights and a eight grade play. It is juiced pretty heavily. I love over eight. Over eight and a half, I don't like nearly as much, but knowing that we have the push protection at eight offers a lot of value here. So if you have an option between eight and eight and a half, I'd lay the juice with eight. Shop around here if need be. Model says eight and a half, and with the way this ball will fly, like I said, I think going over eight is a pretty solid investment. Both these offenses are above average, and I think the The stadium is tailored here for the ball to fly out. Lots of home runs. I think we didn't see that many runs last night, but I think we see all those extra runs come back today. a grid between this over here. Good offenses, good hitting weather. The side market, I think, is priced fairly well. I still think there might be a tiny bit of value in the Cardinals, but it's mostly dissipated. Earlier this morning, I was seeing more like even money on the Cardinals. If it gets back to even money, that would probably be a B-grade play, but at minus 110, it's only a lean for me. Model says it should be Cardinals minus 109. Basically, the model says the Yankees have a slightly better chance of winning this game if we're at a neutral park, given that it's in St. Louis, though, give the Cardinals a slight edge. I think that makes sense here. They do have an edge with regards to starting pitcher. Of course, Jordan Montgomery used to play for the Yankees. Now he'll be starting against them. It's an above-average pitcher, 369 ERA. and The underlying metrics back that up pretty well. Domingo Harmon in his three starts hasn't looked good, and the underlying metrics line up exactly with that 639 ERA. Even beside that, I think he's just an average pitcher, nothing special. So, even just ignoring what's happened this season, I still think Montgomery's a better pitcher. Offensively, the Yankees have an edge, and then in the bullpen, they have an edge. That's why I said it's basically a coin tossy type game where the Yankees have a few edges. The Cardinals have an edge in the starting pitcher department, games in St. Louis. I'll take the Cardinals at minus 110, but not enough value to get excited about. Main thing here is, like I said, I think the ball is going to fly. These offenses are too good to be held down in these conditions. I think we can get at least 2-8 for the push and a good chance we get over for the win. I think those are our two most likely scenarios. Anytime you say our most likely chances are to push or win, I think it's worth as much of a reasonably sized investment as you can make on it. 8-10 Eastern, first pitch, Rockies at the Diamondbacks. The Rockies with the B play last night and lose it late, couldn't quite hold on. We're always talking about with these two teams, the bullpens are so terrible. It's really hard to know. Every once in a while, they look competent, and it stays lower scoring. Um, But just in general, they're so shaky. The Rockies bullpen doesn't hold on to it uh, last night. Today will be a little bit different of a story in the fact that the Diamondbacks have a massive edge with regards to the starting pitcher with Merrill Kelly going a guy I've been talking about all season, is undervalued, 287 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics say it should be more in the mid-threes, but again, still a very good pitcher, guy who gives you a lot of length, a lot of solid innings, and should have some success against this Rockies offense that is tailored to hit lefties and not righties. So I think Kelly has a great chance of shutting down this Rockies offense. Now, what happens behind him in the bullpen is, of course, a different story. And it's part of the reason I can only give the Diamondbacks at minus 166 a B grade. It's a decent enough price, knowing that Diamondbacks' bullpen might be involved. It's just too high to be that excited and give it an A grade. I think the Diamondbacks are the right side. I think they win here, but again... You know, if this is minus one fifty, now we're talking about I can give it an A grade. But again, knowing the Diamondbacks bullpen might be involved, I'm just scared of lying such big numbers like this. Model says it should be minus one eighty four. Again, massive starting pitching edge here in favor of Arizona against Antonio Cintatella, who has a four eighty seven ERA. Now that's of course inflated a little bit because the Coors underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours. But you're talking about just an average starting pitcher here. And given the lefty-righty split differentials, the Dimebacks set up tonight to have an offensive edge. Again, the Rockies going against the righty is not very friendly to them. So Dimebacks have an edge on offense. They have an edge with starting pitcher. Both bullpens are garbage, but game in Arizona. I'm comfortable laying a number like minus 166, just only with a B-grade pick and not an A Total, I think, is priced fairly well at 8. Model says 8.3. I'll take a chance with the over, but it's not one that I like. Again, I don't know what's happening with these bullpens. Thus, I'll take a chance with the over. But again, both offenses being below average, knowing that Kelly could completely shut out the Rockies, it's not an over that I think is really worth much of an investment, if any. But knowing that these bullpens could be involved, I really don't like going under either. So it's a total market that, to me, is a real stay-away Main play here is so I think the Dimebacks win. Just as these prices get higher, I think it can't quite get to that A grade confidence level. Nine ten Eastern, first pitch, Padres at the Dodgers. An interesting one here. Uh, again, I thought there was a lot of value in the Padres last night. Uh, that game did not go according to plan at all. shamaniah you know, a, a guy we've talked about a lot, being just so hot or cold. When he's on, he looks fantastic. And when he's off, he looks terrible. Gonsolin, another good start, um, kind of defying some of the underlying metrics. He's had some rougher times of late. But, of course, again, I still say he's a good pitcher. I just don't think he's great. He looked great last night, so hats off to him there. Padres are a team that, in general, I think is getting too much respect for the new additions they have. I think they've gone from good to very good, but they're still behind the Dodgers. Talked about that last night. Main reason I played the Padres yesterday I just thought there was a little bit of value on them based off the fact that I think people are overvaluing Gonsolin. Of course, Gonsolin didn't really matter. Minaya was so terrible, it didn't really matter who the Dodgers started in that game. They probably were still going to win. Tonight, though, it kind of flips back around. I think the Padres are getting a little bit too much credit here, and Andrew Heaney's a guy I've said all season has been underrated in his five starts. I think we might have backed him all five times now. I liked him coming into the season. I thought he was a great addition to the Dodgers, a 0.77 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be in the mid two. So it's obviously a little smoke and mirrors, just no one's going to have a full season of ERA under one, but underlying metrics, I say he's, you know, still pitching very well. Again, a guy I've really liked and thoughts under I think he's a good pitcher, solidly above average, but I think people treat him as if he's an average pitcher, and I think he's better than that. I think he's better than Clevenger. Model says by, it gives him a one-point grade better. I think he's equal to or better than Clevenger. I like Heaney a lot. Offensively, I still think the Dodgers have an edge. I again I talked about this previously. Padres, a little bit heavy left-handed and switch hitter now, get a little bit of a dean going against the lefty. I think the Dodgers have a pretty good edge here offensively going against Clevenger they still have a better bullpen they have a better if not equal starting pitcher at home minus 139 is not a big price I'm really surprised after last night that this price isn't a lot higher it's an agreed pick for me on the Dodgers at minus 139 model says it should be minus 149 as we talked about anytime the model says there's a Dodger's edge we got to jump all over it I'm shocked this price isn't more like minus 150 or minus 160 after last night Minus 150, I still think I'd play. It definitely drops to a B, though, and anything in the minus 150s would probably drop to a C grade play as I don't like paying that big of a price on it. But anything at the minus 140 or better is an A grade pick for me on the Dodgers. I think there's a lot of value here. Like I said, I don't see a single spot where I like the Padres more than I like the Dodgers and the games in LA. This isn't that big of a price to lay. I'm very comfortable laying an A grade pick for me on the Dodgers. With regards to the total, model says 8.8. At nine, juiced minus 120. I'll take the under, but I think it's priced really well. And it's not a total market that I'm extremely comfortable playing. I think under is a better side than over, just because, again, both these pitchers rank above average. Both these offenses are pretty good. Like I said, I do think under is better than over here. I think nine's a very reasonable outcome. It's just not one that I like that much. And to close us off game two in Seattle, that doubleheader Angels at the Mariners, a line did come out on this right before I hit the record button. It didn't really seem to offer a lot of value. But the biggest thing on this game is I actually want to wait and see what happens in game one. I would encourage you to do the same thing. I don't trust this Angels bullpen whatsoever. I've been saying that all season. They aren't very good and they don't have a lot of depth. Depending on who gets used and how that plays out, they really could be set up for a disaster in game two. But if they end up not having to use – Too many guys in the pen. It it sets up where maybe they actually have a puncher's chance in game two. So I think that really matters how much of their relievers go in game one. So I want to see that before making a pick here in game two. It'll be Reed Detmers versus George Kirby. Reed Detmers rates out as average. 362 ER in the season, but the underlying metrics say low fours. George Kirby, 356 ERA, and the underlying metrics say that's pretty accurate. Kirby gets an 88 rating, so a pitcher edge here for the Mariners. To start the game, of course, they have a bullpen edge. They still have an offensive edge. Now, the key here is that the Mariners struggle against lefties more, so they project the struggle against lefties, as they are a left-handed, heavy-hitting team. Talked about this last night going against Sandoval, and they struggled offensively. So the Mariners are a team I really like backing against righties, And against bullpens, because in general, there's more righties in bullpens than lefties. It's hard to throw that many lefties at them. But throwing lefties here against the Mariners is a situation where I don't like them as much. So I'm not as favorable on the Mariners here tonight in game two just on that lefty-righties. But I do like Kirby. I think he's a much better pitcher than Flexen, of course. But I'm not as convinced the Mariners are going to score a lot of runs here in game two. It'll be a little bit chillier. Model says 7.5. Model says Mariners minus 170. But again, like I said, I really just want to see how game one plays out with regards to the bullpen usage of the Angels before making a play on this one. With regards to the side or the total, again, it sets up to be fairly disastrous if the Angels need a ton of bullpen innings in game one. But if they don't, maybe it's a low-scoring game and maybe it's worth a flyer on the Angels. Um, depending on exactly what the price does throughout the day. So I'll tweet that out, maybe a little bit of a justification for it. Of course, if you're listening to this, you probably know where my head is based off what happened, so probably won't need a justification. Uh, But I'll tweet out an official play sometime after game one ends, and I'll add that to the sheet as well. So I'll recap the A plays. Again, 17 games today, a lot of good investment opportunities. Starting off, I've got the Angels and Mariners in game one to go over 7.5, a, a little bit of juice on that one. I've got the Guardians at plus 140 at home against the Astros. I've got the Rays and Tigers under 7.5, a, a little bit of juice there as well. Rangers plus 104 at home against the White Sox. I've got the Braves-Mets under 7, some juice on that one as well in Game 2. Red Sox and the Royals over 9, a little bit of juice on that one as well. Twins plus 115 at home against the Blue Jays. Yankees Cardinals over eight, some juice on that as well. And the Dodgers at minus 139 at home against the Padres. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed I will see you on Monday. Until then, best of luck this weekend. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.